You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Kentucky Podcast. We bring you info and insights on UK football and basketball. Stay informed by making us part of your daily routine. Listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcasts. Simply subscribe to Locked On Kentucky. I'm Dan Rafer with Fox 56 along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Today's episode of Locked On Kentucky is brought to you by Built Bar. You can get 50% off right now at BuiltBar.com. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Dot com. All right, Kyle, we took a week off. I, I probably should have put that out there on social media. I forgot to do that, and somebody reminded me and said, hey, where's uh, <laughs> Locked On Kentucky? I said, oh, sorry, got busy. We uh, So we had the week off, uh, but we're back. We'll give you three podcasts this week, uh, back at it, and uh, plenty to talk about, uh, beginning with, uh, well, I mean, COVID-19 testing for, I actually just had a test uh, today, Monday, as we're recording this. I went and got one done and uh, it was, it was not great. <laughs> they stuck <laughs> that thing or you stick it yourself way back into your nose. Oh. So both my, my, both eyes were just red and watering, but uh, anyway, glad I did it. But uh, Kentucky, the University of Kentucky is not testing its players that way. They're not doing the diagnostic testing guy ramsey spokesperson for uk saying that you can get false positives uh you can test negative one day and two days later test positive that it's it's not as accurate they do antibody testing uh to, to find out if there have been antibodies for the coronavirus and that is what they're using they've tested 106 football players six players tested positive for past infection and those players have since been cleared so football team members are already participating in workouts they're good to go uh, the initial screening for men's basketball will begin this sunday with return to activity planned for next week obviously not 106 players that need to be tested for basketball volleyball has already been tested and cleared to return to activity so that's good news for kentucky when you're talking about 106 players, six that tested positive but have since been cleared, when you contrast that to what's going on at Clemson, which has had 23 football players test positive for coronavirus, and LSU has had 30 football players uh, that they're putting under quarantine. Not all 30 necessarily have tested positive, but been in contact, tracing, all that stuff. Uh, 30 football players for LSU under quarantine. And then the NFL uh, Players Association doctor saying eh, i don't know about this football thing um <laughs> yeah so basically saying he recommends shutting down these voluntary workouts i mean yeah um i you know i'm not here to rain on the parade i don't want to be pessimistic i do think people are generally craving some optimism uh and so yeah. i'll tell you i'm still hopeful that there will be college sports in the fall i think it's going to be really hard um i, I think there's so much uh, motivation financially to start the season that this there's you know m- maybe the season starts but it man it's hard for me to imagine that it finishes unless we get uh, like an incredible cure or treatment where you where you're just at like a hundred percent recovery rate uh or a vaccine i was just asked that over the weekend do you think we'll start on time and i said yeah i think football will start on time and then maybe it'll be suspended after about five games yeah, because That's what it feels I, mean, like. I mean, if this thing follows the f- sort of flu timeline and you get a, a second wave of it in the fall, 
Um, and we, you know, experts are saying still this is still the first wave <laughs> and, and right. surging again in some places. Um, it's just hard. Like I think Stu Mandel, who works writes uh, covers national college football for the athletic. I think it was him that tweeted this out. Like what's becoming clear is that the way, the only way the season plays out all the way out is if we convince college students not to act like college students. Um, right. Because all these, these big outbreak instances are, you know, LSU players going to a party and Clemson players going to a bar, vice versa, you right. know, uh, which is fine. Like that's, you know, that's, that's what college students do. We, we are asking people not to do that right now, but did you listen to any sort of, uh, you know, you shouldn't do this <laughs> um, mm-hmm. kind of advice when you were 21 years old, a testosterone-fueled college football, no less, player, no less. Um, and this is You can pop- try to keep them in a bubble, but you're just not going to be able to stop them. I mean, no, they're going to the they're going to sneak out, come back. Yeah, yeah they're going to sneak out. You they're going to see keep- girls. They're going to socialize. Right. Um, you can't keep 106 football players from seeing girls, and you especially just or just each other. I mean, especially yeah. especially when uh, they have a reasonable expectation that they'll be just fine if they get it, um, right? You know, because that that probably is the case with most most of these guys. Um, you know, they're you know we're not good when we're in our twenties, and some people much later in life of thinking about other people. I mean, this is this is <laughs> this pandemic has demonstrated that some people just can't think about other people. I'm not wearing a mask because it's incom- it's inconvenient to me, and it doesn't protect me. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, gro- many many grown ups are thinking that way. So we're asking a bunch of twenty one year olds to think about the greater good when they're probably going to be fine, even if they get it. Um, it's tough to do, so. You know, I, I have a, a, a little bit more pessimism now, pessimism now than I did. You know, I started to get a little more optimistic, um, maybe foolishly so. Um, and now I just don't know. I just don't know. But the, as it relates to Kentucky, I think they're one of the interesting things is that they are not testing everybody for COVID. They are not, they are not testing everybody on the front end. Do you have it? Are you an active case, an asymptomatic active case? It appears they are not doing that. Right. Uh, that what they're testing is antibodies, and that tells if you've ever been exposed to it previously, if you've had it previously. Correct. Yeah. And so six out of whatever 116 or whatever uh, tested positive there. To me, that's a little problematic. I mean, I, they say they've you know they're being advised by people, but I don't I don't understand the logic of not wanting to know before you start putting these guys around each other if you have asymptomatic cases. Uh, I mean, does that not offer you an opportunity to nip it in the bud before they all get around each other and then you have a, ha- a massive spread? I, maybe I don't know enough about the science, so I'm, I'm not going to like outright condemn it. But I do. Th- I, I think it. I would feel better were it my kid, um, were it my team that I'm a fan of. I'd feel better if they were testing everybody before that when they walk in the door before they put them all together under one roof. Um, well, I know this. I know John Schlarman cannot get this he can absolutely right. not contract this if he gets this he's done and yeah. that man's got young children and um you know wife family and, and so the, the players themselves and these young people they will be fine they can live their lives and they'll i mean most likely um none of them will um will succumb to it even if they get it 
but it's the coaches and then the coaches families and then teachers um, and teachers families. That's where the real, you know, the real risk comes in. All right. we got more to talk about uh, coming up. Got some basketball. I mean, big news out of the NBA setting that draft date and what that does, how it affects Olivier Saar, the Kentucky Wildcat transfer from Wake Forest, who, I mean, UK's final four chances uh, really hinge one way or the, I mean, they get so much better with him eligible uh, than without him. So we'll discuss that. Also, uh, some more UK football, some transfer news, uh, scheduling news, and we'll discuss all that stuff when we continue here on Locked On Kentucky. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, both Kyle Tucker and myself, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. All of the Locked On Podcast hosts are doing this. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash Black Lives Matter. Hey, I want to tell you about the best tasting protein bars on the market, Built Bar. They, they're the closest thing you can find to a candy bar. Hey, most of the protein bars that you try out there, they're like dense, gritty, difficult to chew, not Built Bar. And right now, go to BuiltBar.com. First thing you see, 50% off everything. That's right. And 100% of profits will be donated to organizations that support education, uh, fight poverty, support equality, and ending hate and racism. That's what Built Bar is about. That's who you're supporting. Uh, but also, you're talking about a great tasting protein bar. 100% chocolate. All of them are covered in 100% chocolate. Great tasting flavors. Uh, if you have a nut allergy, well, they make they make several flavors in nut-free facilities. And then when you look at the leading brands, some of those other brands out there, like um, I think Cliff Bar is maybe the leading brand, or Luna Protein or Quest Bar, you've heard of them. Well, Built Bar has less calories, less fat, less carbs, less sugar, and more protein. I, I don't know what else you could want. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. But as I told you, right now it's 50% off at BuiltBar.com. But make sure you enter the promo code Locked on at builtbar.com. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, we're back here on Locked On Kentucky. Uh, again, apologies for uh, the week off. Should have told you about it. Sorry we didn't. Uh, but we're back. We'll give you three podcasts this week. We were talking about uh, UK football and COVID testing in that first segment. We'll get back to some UK football in the next segment. Um, you know, Xavier Peters transferring. Uh, recruiting news, some scheduling news. Um, there's a great story on the athletic that Kyle just uh, told me about the time that uh, Kentucky fans stole Smokey, Tennessee's mascot. So anyway, we'll get to all that stuff. But uh, huge, huge news out of the NBA with um, the NBA setting the NBA draft date for October 16th and then saying that the early entry deadline to withdraw is now August 17th. So that means players now have until August 17th to pull their name out of the draft. So like if Keon Brooks all of a sudden went, wow, well, I I actually think I'm, I'm going to go now. He could do that. Or even bigger, 
Olivier Saar because his entire situation with Wake Forest was that he was about to declare for the draft. Then Wake Forest waited to fire Danny Manning. And he, he said that Danny Manning is who convinced him to stick around for his senior year, that it'd be more beneficial to him if he did than enter the NBA draft. And they waited to fire Danny Manning until the day before the deadline. Um, so he had no chance uh, to make up his mind whether he wanted to, to stay, you know, enter the NBA draft after they fired Danny Manning. So that's a really good argument for a waiver to play at Kentucky this season. But now, if he wants to go to the NBA, he can. Right. He, and he has until August 17th to make up his mind. Almost two months. Yeah, I I haven't gotten any clarity yet, but it feel, you know, from anyone in uh, the know, but this feels like a blow to his waiver request <laughs> to me because it really strikes down sort of the heart of his argument that, you know, the idea that he didn't have ample time to make an informed decision. Well, now you do. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think now the hope just has to kind of hinge on, you know, the NCAA being lenient in general in approving waivers, uh, given we're in extraordinary times. Um, you know, he did, he did have his coach fired at sort of the 11th hour. Um, and, and I think you do have to, in some way, almost apply the logic of what was his situation when he left. Uh, because he didn't know when he left that this was going to change. Um, right. You know what I mean? So, like, okay, what, when, he apply, when, when he applied for the waiver, uh, he had missed the deadline. Um, and so in his mind, if I've already missed the deadline, I want to go to the best place where I can prepare for the, for the NBA. Um, and, and so maybe, maybe it doesn't crush his chances, but I would, th- I, I'd certainly, I don't, to me, it doesn't help him. It certainly does not help no. his, his chances. Um, and you know, the other thing is, I don't think this is going to happen because I think they're very realistic about him needing work, but like a guy like Keon Brooks, <laughs> you know, who's been working out and, you know. What if he goes and works out for some people and, and, you know, you could, I mean, who knows? Yeah. There could be guys that that had no intention of leaving and now they go, Oh, maybe I'll leave. Yeah. Well, when it comes to SARS case, um, you know, he's going to have to, you know, take this out and maybe rethink his argument, I guess. Um, I don't even know how that works. I, I mean, I guess they write a letter and explain. So I don't know if he now writes another letter, letter like revising, you know. Yeah, or it may it may come, you know, come up on appeal. You know, if he's denied, they have an opportunity yeah. to appeal it. Um, I know that the I, I believe the university prepares his appeal on his behalf, or is is in this case, um, you know, and, and they've Calabari got said they already sent that in. Yeah, and they've got really good people, you know, in compliance at Kentucky working on all that kind of stuff. Um, so again, I think part of it is just going to be, you know, will the NCAA apply the logic that what was the situation when he left Wake Forest? And when he left Wake Forest, he thought he'd missed the deadline. Um, that deadline has now been extended. Um, you know, I don't, and I don't think it like for him, I don't really think it changes a lot. Like I, I, I think the most important thing for, to be fair to him, well, to be fair to him would be to let him play. But if you're not going to let him play, it would be to let him know very soon because yeah. he clearly doesn't want to come sit out a year at Kentucky. No, he, he no. wants to 
either play at Kentucky and then go pro or go pro and go ahead and start his pro career. Cause even if he doesn't get to go to the NBA, you know, he will be a pro somewhere. Um, and so you would hope the biggest issue to me is you would hope they would go ahead and let him know one way or the other very soon. And so he can get on training, um, for the next step if they're not going to let him play. Well, and I think something that's still working in his favor is that Danny Manning was fired. Yeah. I mean, his coach that he played for and the guy who talked to him about playing and staying for another year in college, that's the guy they fired. And the very curious way in which Wake Forest fired him, that they took so long waiting it out before firing Danny Manning. And it just, you know, coincidentally occurring right there on that deadline. So also you could argue that, well, what, what kind of, you know, best interest for me does, is, is Wake Forest think is, is Wake Forest thinking about my best interest when they do something like that, that sent a signal to me saying I'm at the wrong school. Right. I mean, you can make that argument as well. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I still think he has a fairly decent case. And again, set against the backdrop of this should be a time where they're being exceedingly lenient in granting these waivers, knowing also that a year from now, all these guys are going to be probably clear to go freely anyway. Um, yeah. We'll see. I, I I think for everybody involved, namely for Olivier Saar, uh, I hope we find out soon. And also just for everyone, you know, you know, you, you need to let these teams know, what are you working with for Calipari and his staff? Uh, right. you know, fans don't know how to feel, you know, fans don't even know how to feel about their team yet. Uh, cause they don't know. I mean, it's a, a fairly huge piece of the puzzle, whether or not they have a starting center. Uh, cause <laughs> yeah. if, you know, if they don't, yeah. if they don't have him, it's going to be small ball or some kind of crazy last ditch effort to get somebody in here. And you're starting to do workouts next week. Yes. Yes. What? Well, yeah. That's, uh, that's the other thing they're starting, um, starting arriving on the 28th and you know, we don't, we don't have a lot of detail from what UK released, but I did put a story out on the athletic a couple weeks ago uh, from Keon Brooks's dad, after they had their kind of team meeting about how the bubble and how they're trying to protect the basketball players. I think it's going to be, that's one thing I would say, I think it'll be much easier to contain a basketball team and kind of keep it buttoned down and, and potentially keep these guys safe uh, than a hundred and, five-man yeah. football roster right and all the support staff that comes with that yeah yeah that's the thing too i mean football has just an enormous amount of support staff at a place like alabama you got about as many workers and staff as you do football players basketball yeah. is a much much tighter circle all right, we're going to take another break, and when we return on our final segment, we'll discuss uh, some UK football stuff, uh, tidbits here and there. Uh, we'll do that next on Locked On Kentucky. When you need a part for your car, you're making a huge mistake when you go to one of these big chain stores that sell auto parts. When you go in there, you're just going to say, hey, uh, give me uh, a fuel pump assembly for a 2009 Honda Odyssey. And the guy behind the counter is going to look that up on his computer screen and he's going to say, well, we don't carry that because there's too many makes and models of cars these days for a, a store like that, brick and mortar, to carry all those parts. They're just not going to have them. There's no way. So he's going to look it up just like you would do at your house if you went to rockauto.com. And then he's going to give you a price that is much higher than he would give you, than you would get if you went to rockauto.com. We're talking, it could be 
more than a hundred dollars difference. Seriously. Some of these auto parts stores, they have a price for professional mechanics, a discount that's different from the price that you get. Well, rock auto gives you the, the former, they give you that low price. They give you the lowest price available. That's why you go to rockauto.com. I mean, this is a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And best of all, always reliably low and the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers when it comes to pricing. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your vehicle. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. (laughs) rockauto.com Locked on Kentucky, your team every day. Okay, we're back here on Locked on Kentucky and lots of stuff with UK football. You got Xavier Peters, uh, just so so much time spent on Xavier Peters without actual production. Yes. You take it from, from his recruiting and him committing to UK and then decommitting from UK and then uh, thinking about UK again and then committing to Florida state, the going to Florida state and then transferring and then coming to Kentucky. And then was he going to get a waiver and a play? And then he did get a waiver. And then he actually played a little bit because Mark Stoops said, he's just not living up to our standards. He has to understand what it means to play football here at Kentucky. And until he does that, he's not going to get the opportunity um, that, that he would like. So now Xavier Peters is transferring to a community college, a JUCO, Garden City in Kansas. And who knows? uh, He could spend a year there, and in 2021, next year about this time, we could be talking about him again because he (laughs) may say, I loved everything about Kentucky. I just couldn't get my act together, and now I have, and I've learned, and who knows? Is he going Um, to Garden City, or is it – or is it uh, Jaron Williams or both of them? Are they both going to Garden City? Jaron Williams, yes. He is also going to Garden City. Oh, uh, so okay. I, I, I thought you misspoke there. I did not realize they both were going there. They're both going <laughs> to the same place. That's unbelievable, which obviously is where Terry Wilson uh, played his junior college uh, football yeah. as well. And, yeah, two guys who we've spent more time talking about them maybe playing and being big deals at Kentucky than, than they've actually – uh, ben. Basically, neither of them has really ever done anything, period, no. uh, at Kentucky. No. But they've both committed and recommitted and decommitted from Kentucky uh, over and over and over again. Both And both wound, up, both wound up going to schools in the Sunshine State. Jaron Williams to Miami. Yep. And Xavier Peters to Florida State. But, um, yeah, Jaron Williams... Jared can actually play is the, is the difference. Yeah. I mean, we don't know for sure that uh, Xavier Peters can, but Jaron was a pretty good player at, at Miami. But he got got a bad um, rep in the locker room. Um, it, this, things did not go well for him at Miami. But he did play as a freshman. And so now, yeah, he's going to Garden City as well. Uh, recruiting news, Jagger Burton, the four-star offensive lineman from Douglas High School. Um, he originally was going to – he said he was going to make his announcement of where he's going to school on August 24th. But uh, – that was back when he thought that he may be able to get out and go to some of these schools and visit and take his official visits. And he's not been able to do that. So he says, I'm pushing it back and I'm going to take my five official visits and they're going to be to Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state, Oregon, and Kentucky. So UK is going to wait on him. His, uh, 
his former teammate at Douglas High School just uh, got onto campus at Clemson uh, last week or this week, maybe. Uh, that's uh, Walker Parks, another offensive lineman. He's at Clemson now. And for all we know, he's got COVID already. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to make light of it, but like half their right. roster's got COVID right now. It's it's, it's South Carolina is a hot spot. Louisiana is another hot spot. It's just been bad. Florida uh, in that area. So, um, some other stuff that popped up um, is Louisville announced today that it is moving its season opener against NC state. It's football game at uh, Cardinal stadium. It's moving it from Thursday, September 3rd to Wednesday, September 2nd. So a day earlier, and that avoids conflict with both Kentucky and the Kentucky Derby. Cause Thursday is also called Thurby in Louisville. It used to be that Oaks day was for the locals, but then Oaks day got taken over and so now the locals look at Thursday as like their day of the Derby. Uh, so that would conflict uh, their Thursday night game. But it was also conflict with Kentucky's game because Kentucky moved its season opener as to not go up against the Kentucky Derby on Saturday, September 5th. Kentucky's moved it, its game up to Thursday, September 3rd against Eastern Michigan at Kroger Field. It's going to be on the SEC Network. Kickoff time still be uh, to be determined. Uh, but Smart on all these parts. I can remember when we saw that the Derby was moving to September 5th, that we were looking at what would Kentucky do? How would they move their schedule around? And I remember you mentioning that uh, week two was Florida. So there's, you know, Kentucky's not going to want to play on Sunday or Monday and have a short week for Florida the next game. Uh, But this is smart for, for Louisville to go to Wednesday. And then you got Kentucky playing on Thursday. And now the Oaks and the Derby are, you know, all to themselves in this, in this state. Yeah, I think uh, if you wanted anybody to show up to your football game, this was the way, you know, in this yeah. in this state, this was the only outcome once the uh, the Derby made its move. Also tells you something about the power of of the Derby <laughs> that they yeah. could go, "Hey, we're going to put we're going to put the Derby on the first weekend of college football and you're going to you're going to either move or nobody's going to show up at your stadium." Um, but I, I, probably the right move on both uh, both accounts totally unrelated to Kentucky or Louisville but related to college football just popped up on my Twitter timeline the president of the university or of Florida State University says on Twitter I have been following with great interest petitions circulating on social media asserting that Doak S Campbell FSU's president in 1947 during during its transition from the Florida State College for Women resisted integration and asking that the stadium no longer be bear, no longer bear his name, I have asked Athletic Director David Coburn to immediately review this issue and make recommendations to me. So apparently, it is now, according to FSU's president, on the table that they take Doke Doke uh, Campbell Stadium's uh, take the name off of Florida State's football stadium. Jeez, a lot, a lot of a lot of movement in that regard. A lot of things are coming down. Old nods to people who were on the wrong side of history. Well, the Mississippi State running back, Kylan Hill, who was, I mean, if not for um, Lynn Bowden's season, I can, I can remember Kylan Hill was the leading rusher in the SEC yes. there for a he's, while. He's the top returning rusher. He's almost 3,000 rushing yards in his career. Yeah. He's come out and said, well, he's not playing. That, <laughs> yeah, you don't change that flag in the state of Mississippi. Uh, you, won't be, you won't be getting my services. I'm not, I will not be associated with the state. And that's another that's another big issue that while we were out last week, the uh, commissioner Greg Sankey of the SEC 
uh, essentially said, we're not going to, we're not going to deal with the state of Mississippi, <laughs> uh, yeah. unless they change the flag, which the state flag in Mississippi bears the Confederate flag as a part of it, which is the strangest thing. They just slapped the Confederate flag in the upper corner of the Mississippi state flag. I think it's pretty simple to see why that ought to be changed. And, uh, like much like well, Chuba, much like Chuba, uh, yeah. at, uh, is it Chuba or Chuba? I don't know. At, uh, Oklahoma State. Right. Anyway, Heisman. Chuba, right. Chuba Hubbard, I believe. A, a, yeah. a Heisman contender basically said, either either uh, my coach gets with uh, the program or I'm not going to play. Um, players are asserting their power right now, and I think good for them. They you know they can't get paid, but they can stand up and say, look, you, you're going to treat me uh, with respect as a human and my race uh, with respect, or we're not going to be part of this uh, dog and pony show. So good for them. Well, and Kylan Hill's response was um, in what, what he said was in response to something the governor put out where he said, maybe we have a second Mississippi state flag, call it the separate, but equal option. Those were the governor's words Yeah. in this day and age and yeah. what's going on. How about we give you a second flag yeah. And it's separate for equal, just for you black folk. But you know, I that's what but I think. He, I think his point was that that was not acceptable. Uh, to give, to be fair, there, I think his point. But the governor's point was that it was was not. not he said that would not be acceptable. All that, oh, okay. He said, he said all, all that right. would do would would be to divide the state further. Um, okay, so I misread that entirely. Uh, yeah, I, right. I think <laughs> I I didn't spend a lot of time on that today. I did see that statement, but it, at the end of it, he said that that would be an unacceptable solution to him. Okay. All right. Oh, that makes more sense. I don't know I, if he's I, saying he wants to keep it uh, right, as it is, right. but I don't think I don't think he means for there to be two flags. Okay. All right. And on a lighter well, note, we could we could we could end. I won't spend too much time on it, but I you teased yeah. it. Uh, there's a yeah, great right. story up right now on the Athletic from uh, my Tennessee beat writing colleague David Ubbin, who uh, I didn't know anything about this story, but apparently in 1955, a group of uh, Kentucky fans kidnapped or dognapped Smokey, the Tennessee mascot, before the team <laughs> the week before the teams played. And the story is unbelievable. So it was led by a guy who had graduated from the University of Tennessee and was at law school at Kentucky. And so he still had Knoxville plates on his car. And so they used his car. They called the the caretaker of the dog and said they were doing a photo shoot. They were a group of UT students, some kind of whatever booster group or something. And they were doing a photo shoot with the dog. And so they show up in their Tennessee gear, pretending to be Tennessee fans with their Tennessee license plate, and they hand them the dog and they drive off. <laughs> and they, they, they sent a postcard to the owner, the Reverend Willie Brooks, was, uh, and, and the postcard, there's a picture of it here in the story. It says, rest assured that Smokey will be all right, just a friendly rivalry. Um, nice. And the crazy twist is that the guy who drove the getaway car years later ended up being for, for a long time, a couple decades, university counsel at Tennessee. He got a job <laughs> at Tennessee. He confessed, he, and he confessed in his interview for the job, he confessed to kidnapping the dog. Wow. It's a great story. Wow. People should check it out uh, at the athletic now. That is a good one. Oh, uh, one more note before we go. Cade Cunningham. He says, I'm playing at Oklahoma state despite uh, yes. the, the postseason ban, which is super surprising to me. He had, Lots of options out there for him, and he's going to stay and play a season at Oklahoma State uh, without any hope of uh, of postseason. 
Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, I think when you go to Oklahoma State, though, you you almost acknowledge you might not make the NCAA tournament anyway. And so <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's just sort of a nod to loyalty to his brother, and good for him. You know, he wants to spend a year yeah. with his brother and kind of be the star of the show, and understands yeah. there's not going to be an NCAA tournament for him. May not be an NCAA tournament for anybody, so who knows? But yeah. um, the 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 brief fantasy of everyone that Kentucky was just going to have a juggernaut if if Cade Cunningham suddenly jumped on board is uh, is over. Yep, you can forget it. All right, uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at D R I E F F E R. Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A T H. If you want to ask us anything to talk about on the show, any topics, something like that. Find us there. Tell us about it. And uh, in the meantime, tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On SEC. Thanks for listening. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.